Hello, good people. Welcome to the Small But Massive podcast. This is a short series of six podcasts capturing voices from the Spurns. My guests were Anne McAllister, Ollie McQuigan, Hugh McKenna, Paddy Gray, Lawrence O'Kean, and Damien Hearn. All well-known people in the local community. These people were involved in music, dance, filmmaking, the arts, and business. All things that Glasgowbury is doing now in the Corn Store Creative Hub. So check it out, good people. Thanks to the Department of Communities, Arts, Culture and Heritage Fund for supporting the making of this series. Welcome to Small But Massive Podcast. Uh, today I have Lawrence O'Kean, local businessman, entrepreneur, community champion, part-time comedian. I should, <laughs> I should, say, I should say to people listening, uh, you love the crack, Lawrence, and uh, not the drug crack, but the Irish laughter crack, just yes, to make yes, it sure, because no, you, you are a, a pharmacist and this isn't breaking bad, so we're just going <laughs> to take it up. <laughs> take it up. Lawrence, you were the youngest of 10, a family yep. of 10. Uh, had that got any perks when you were growing up being a, a family of 10? You can mention all the people if you want, but some people that come in here with big families, they don't tend to remember everybody in it. You no, know? no, no, no. I, 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 luckily, I can remember all 10 of us <laughs> that were still alive. I, I, the, the rest of them, as you can see by looking at me, probably don't look too good, but they, <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are standing on the planet at this stage. Uh, there's no summer frames yet, but they're all still struggling. They're all, all moving along. Uh, very, very, very fortunate that way, to be fair. There was 10 of us, yeah, I was the youngest. Uh, I think when it, all the names were nearly used in the O'Kean clan by the time I came along and I think they drew my name out of a hat I could have been Archibald or anything Was there a postman called Lawrence do you think? I'm or? not sure who was about at that time I think it was John Higgerty when we were growing up was our postman to be there fair you go. Postman was a very important man at that time yeah. you were glad to see him Yeah, yeah there was nobody else So were, um, in your early days was it right that your family was born in Malin Bullis? Aye well it was uh, they started off my father and mother's both from Unina so then we they, they moved um, and Tim Allen Villas, they were actually lived down in Clone Road direction, yeah. not below Munyana Chapel area, that Brilliant. five miles straight for a while, and then moved into Malin Villas, close to where your mother was. Right, and we have uh, the two or three were born there, and then. 1955, we move out to Derrynoid, or Mulnavu Road is the new modern term, but Derrynoid we always call it. <laughs> so, uh, just when you mentioned Malin Villas, it must be a place uh, that has uh, got that entrepreneurial spark, because you yourself and John Donnelly, two very successful dudes that came out of the one area, and the four Ds, you know. Oh, I know, the, the Donnellys are amazing what they've achieved, and John's some character as well, but no, I, 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 I have no affinity with Malin Villas, my, my growing up and I was born in Dainoid, I'm very much a Moninina man uh, in my so, head, so, so I've actually no, no connection to Malin Villas in my own So head. there you go, you will move that entrepreneurialism <laughs> to Moninina, no, uh, brilliant, and because uh, you mentioned there, my mum there, I know there's a great connection with uh, my mother, uh, burned it and your own family uh, she's uh, the godmother of Father David I, I, I don't know she was only probably 13 your mother I think whenever whenever she stood for Father David at that time I suppose there was quite a lot of family so there was different the standings as we called them we used to have them all recorded in the Bible that just be one of our quizzes when we were growing up was who stood for who so, there, so I didn't know who Bernie Glasgow was until, I was down in our Bible as Bernie Cusker so, there you go so I didn't know her until she started looking after my kids so there you go, and I remember that too, Lawrence. And and the thing was that uh, I remember my mum saying that uh, one time she says, "I'm going to a a do." I says, "Where's it at, ma?" She says, "It's in Columns." I says, "What's it for?" She says, uh, "Our Father David's ordination. There's a big That's gathering." Right. Yeah. And uh, she says, 
I said, so what, what, are you just getting up because you know Lawrence and all? No, um, apparently I'm the godmother. I can't remember <laughs> much about it. <laughs> so she was able to sort of come and get the back. So growing mm. up in Monanina Lawrence, what was it like in them times, you know? I, I tell my kids this and they actually think that I, I'm, I lived in some other, I, I, I always think myself, I'm, I'm a young man. I'm not, obviously, I'm 60 now, but it was only in the 1960s, like, and we lived in a house in Dianoid where there was no, no inside water, so you had a you had a well outside. There was an outside toilet, which again yeah. was was an unusual thing. You, you you had a bucket and you carried it across the field. That was your reward. And it was quite common in the oh, areas. Yeah, but uh, so we had no and no electricity. So we had initially tilly lamps and, and gas. And then it doesn't. And when you think about it, it's only fifty five years ago. Yeah. But a lot of dairy out at that time until electric came along was like that. So we, we lived very very primitive. Was there what was the neighbours then at that time? Uh, neighbours were the there was. The, I suppose the older neighbours were, you know, as we would have called them, were the Bruntons, uh, the Conyers, which was a family of six uh, brothers and sisters. None of them ever married. They were an interesting people to go and visit when I was young. <laughs> Sarah Sargent and, and the Sargents. Sarah was about four foot six, and her brother Willie was six foot four. They were, again, neighbours. <laughs> so, so, and, and then there's the Michael Downies, uh, the Bradleys moved in. The, but the, the old day now it was, was, was a, the, the McGurks. There was, there was, a, there was a, a, a group of families, and they're still there now, thank you. A stable group of families, no, ah, right. yeah, and they supported each other. They were ah, a, a close knit group, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you needed to borrow something, you went and got and it. Got uh, it. And that was that rural uh, connect connectability. Do you think at that time? I I think it was just everybody had nothing, probably, ah, and they probably we lived a fairly simple enough life. Yeah, good crack, mostly ah, to be fair. Yeah, you yeah. know, apart from freezing to death and, <laughs> and laying in the bed with a lot of blankets. Well, the night you just come home and just jumped on. <laughs> I know. I, look, I know that feeling myself. You know. So. I know. So it was nice. When I was young, I was the youngest. One of the advantages of being the youngest was after my mother died that I ended up. I was slept in with my father because he had a very warm bed. He had a big black coat on top of the bed. Was, he kept the air very warm. It was very airtight. Was which sometimes wasn't perfect, but it was. Right, right. Uh, but it was. A, it was an experience. You know, there was a hot press in that room too, so that was definitely. Oh, you the double. You know, that was like a sauna now, isn't it? You know, <laughs> a sauna and a jacuzzi. Oh. You know, people just could use these things now, Lawrence. You know, it was, it was really amazing uh, because you didn't have a tele. Phone, you know, yeah. there was no, there was no yeah. phones in the house. Yeah. There was no electric in the house. And what about likes of cars and stuff? There's a car about the house. Did we we didn't have a car until 1968 or so. Mickey Joe got a, 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 a Viva from somewhere. We used to push it up the street and then down the hill to get it started. So it was a quality, <laughs> quality model. <laughs> you were getting fat as you were getting in the car. <laughs> there was an odd time. There was, a, I think, there was a couple of accidents where those pups went under the wheels. But we, at that time, dogs weren't treated with such no, respect no, either. No, so. no, no. Nowadays, you don't that. There'd be insurance oh, clearance. Our SPCA would be on the door. But and so when you were growing up, like what? So primary school? Did you go to Molinina or did you? Go no, to we went. To, we all went to Draperstown Primary. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I loved it there. Now to be fair, there was some great teachers. Um, I'm not just saying that now, uh, but Mrs. McKernan and Mrs. Yeah. Reagan, Mrs. O'Neill and yeah. Mrs. McGuigan, they were all very kind. And, and did they all? Did they? Did any of them sort of spark you at a young age? You know. I think because I was in P5, 6 and 7, Miss McCairn had me for three years, she was probably the greatest influence on me. And even in poetry, believe it or not, because she was she was reading this Seamus Heaney at that time. Uh, Heaney's poems were just out. And not, I'm not my English is not that strong. It wasn't the area I went into, but it's always given me a, a love for at least reading or, or yeah. and reading and all things, even the yeah. recent post, at least I'm reading. <laughs> but 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 uh, no, she was she was a lovely woman and just so so supportive and so caring and wanting you to 
be yeah, well and tell yeah. you how wonderful you were all the time. Yeah. Even even when you met her in later years, yeah, oh, you're I, a darling I, boy. I, I, <laughs> she always called everybody to like the darling boy. So that, I, and that's a good thing because that, I suppose, uh, even in young and primary school, because I was talking to uh, Anne McAllister about it for myself. Yeah. And uh, like, uh, you know, sometimes you, it's only when you get a bit older and you look back and you, somebody says to you, well, did that person inspire you? Did that, and it's good to acknowledge. I think that, that people that would have done that along your line, because that's all the blocks, Lawrence, that probably got you to where you are now. Isn't they're, it? They're, they're encouraging more than inspiring, more than inspiring. They were more, more about encouraging, uh, making you feel valued. And yeah, they yeah. yeah. weren't that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you I was outside the door a lot. You weren't. <laughs> oh no, I, it was, uh, my, my my days at school were usually spent. Unfortunately, I, sp- I clashed a lot with teachers as well because I, I was always the the, the town clown or the, uh, sorry, the uh, class clown. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm you, now the town you, clown. You, you <laughs> I know how that feeling, but you know, but you used humour to get you by, and that's fine. You know oh, what I mean? Exactly. And it's a good thing. So the likes of uh, in your family, like I read about uh, your oldest brother, uh, Mickey Joe. Mickey Joe, uh, um, uh, you know, you had a chat one time about. Uh, you know what you're going to study and what you're going to aye, do, aye. and uh, like I at that time for people, I suppose. You know, do you want to explain a bit about aye, that? I suppose, I suppose our family was because of, you've alluded to earlier the ten children. We had the the, the usual Catholic family growing up of, of teachers and nurses, mm. um, and then sort of Danny broke the mould. He went to radiography, all and that was all. T- and then we had a, the obligatory priest, which you had to have with ten. <laughs> so, but it went, but so so the mould was broke with Danny going to radiography, the, the, and then Patsy. He didn't. He didn't go into the teaching either. So then I was doing my A levels, Mahara. I was actually deputy head boy. I was in charge of the school shop. I was chairman of the school council. I was Fire Divine's main boy for. Yes. <laughs> you, was, you were totally involved in. I but I was doing no work at the same time. I was, uh, I was having good fun. And I was I was walking around the corridors <laughs> and the teachers were. Did you like, get the wee badge? Oh, I had lots of badges. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so I then I ended up repeating my A levels at the convent. So I was the first boy going to upper sect at the convent in Marafelt. So that was. A really strange experience. Wow. So you had, you had seventy-five girls or so in, in, in upper sixth, and me, <laughs> and I acted. My sister Mary, who was who was who was a lab assistant over there, got me to go in there. And Mickey Joe, who was teaching A level chemistry, nearly died when he found out I was coming into his <laughs> class. So initial reaction was, "What the hell are you doing here?" But then he, I was going to do teaching, and he. He knew that I wouldn't stick that, so he said, "Look, why don't you try pharmacy or do something that there's a it career?" Did. And I so that and I, I was just a pure fluke. But I just and drifted into that. And and it, wasn't, it wasn't a plan. I and so like so and many many years like you were I, I looked up to you. I was in one of your other interviews about your business at uh, fourteen. You walked into the town, oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, so you walked in, and you the intention was to buy. Uh, Perfume for your favourite sister, ah, obviously, because well, you didn't say sisters in the interview. No, so it was, it was <laughs> it actually, to be fair, what probably was her bridge. She wasn't my favourite, but she was the scariest one at that time. <laughs> she hasn't changed. Well, bridge is very creative too. She oh, could burst no, out a song. Her and Mickey, like. Oh no, she's creative. Uh, I, but she, she was she was teaching me in primary that uh, you know earlier years. Yeah. She was, so she took over the the motherly role, or certainly the financing role within the house when yeah. after my mother died. But so so no, I was going to Phil McGarry's shop in the town. That was Phil McGarry's Patty Hair. The town, when you walked into the Christmas at that time, we, particularly walking, from, we walked everywhere. You got to realise there wasn't that many cars. Uh-huh, so you yeah. walked into the town and and you had to walk around. You particularly Christmas Eve, and it was for me at that time it was nearly like walking into Royal Avenue in Belfast because uh, you know, the buzz, the buzz, there was there was lights there, and there was uh, there was, the, the a, and there was uh, so another big yard. I think it was an A and A I went to buy, but I didn't have enough money. 
Luckily for fella, I didn't steal it because I used a bad habit of <laughs> no. doing the wrong thing. <laughs> well, we'll get to that fella after because it all changes down the line. But so, but, but, uh, so, so I know, and I wanted to buy something for. I suppose that the, the the reason I told that story was that I wanted to provide for people that I cared for. So yeah, no, I, 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 I wanted a career that would make money or or you know be able to do the things that that you know we 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 financially we were awful. You, you could say we were happy. Everybody says aye, that, aye. but we had a we had a tough enough time because they were tough times. And 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 and, and I suppose looking back at them times too, Lawrence, there was jobs that I suppose being from an area like guess people couldn't even get. That's all changed now, where people can uh, get access to all jobs. But back then, as you know, probably there was only certain things going on, and even them things, if you weren't into them, then you were you were beat like sort of thing. You know what I mean? Well, no, it's, it, 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 our family was all reared and brought up on emigration. That's mm-hmm. that's what happened within our, the Okeans of the yeah. generation before, and and oh, most of them went away to America at that time, and yeah. then Mary went to Australia as the oldest girl at that time in our house. I spent more times at International Airport and Ollegrove waving goodbye to family. Aye, uh, yeah. And I think that put a mark on me to say, look, yeah. if, if we are going to... I never was ever going to go away. I love here. I love here. You know, and you become influential being here, which is a good thing too. You know? I, well, some people might say that, but I, it's, it's just I love I love Monina, I love Draperstown, I love Balmscreen, I love the area. And, uh, my son Michael's a fisherman, and he he taught me to love it. Actually, ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> he, he he just when I was fifth year, so he used me and I used to walk up the the mountain and look around. Uh-huh. And then I'm getting emotional. When I'm I know that. that's that's all right. No, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. And uh, did you like? I mean, when you were, um, what you're talking about there is is that connection to your land and your homeland and your yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, uh, because like. You mentioned uh, Mary there, who I know Mary well. I'd been mm-hmm. up around my mum's uh, and uh, the, uh, the mighty John Connors, he used uh, to call John, John. Yeah. And, uh, who, who you could see beside you and then he was behind the chair and yeah. then he was in the kitchen yeah. and <laughs> he was always going. He, he was one of a few mad nephews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him anyway and I loved right. his wee And uh, So that brought you back to the homeland, the family, to where you are. Um, so then... Uh, you're okay to move on, yeah. Well, so yeah. you you then um, you went to university. You got your your you, you, well, you got, got the, through the thing. got, got through the what was the university like for you? Was it like a the university was just one party, but if you begin to end coming be from Moninina, right? <laughs> Dairy Noid, Clone, whatever. Uh, a small sheltered rural hamlet <laughs> see, no, no, no. and uh, to uh, what was a city and all them different people, all them different, I suppose, uh, cultures at the time too no. and, and different areas. How did that all feel? Was it just one big party? That Was it big bro again says, you need to get this exam? No. I think ultimately, Paddy, when it was when it was during my school years and secondary school particularly, I was socialising as much as I could get away with at that time mm. and it was very friendly. And uh, uh, To be fair, it was popular probably within the class. It was, yeah. Yeah. I think it was some of the family found something that the classmates had written about me and when I was about 16, which I hadn't been aware of. But so I, I was always socialised, I was always out, I always wanted to party. So, But so, so <laughs> you went to Belfast to just give you a bigger area to party. And, and then it just meant you didn't party on a Friday and a Saturday. There was, there was, there was Mondays and Wednesdays as well. Which, <laughs> so it was more of that. And, and I had a couple of good friends, Damien McGrogan, that, that you just went out with and you had a, you always It was always just nonsense and... Yeah, talking rubbish to yeah. each other. And you and Damien were very close. Oh, to us. he's a great fella. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, what we should say is, God rest him. He, he's not yep. with us anymore, but he was a top friend of yours. And uh, but so then, Lawrence, um, once you came out of university, uh, you got your your stripes, as the saying right. goes. I wanted to ask, just at that time, did you go in any work experience 
with anybody or was it... That, did, uh, did, it was a was strange it? one, Paddy, because at that time pharmacy rules were changing around opening chemist shops in, in Northern Ireland and, uh, you know, so this restricted opening was happening. So therefore, if you if you didn't open around that time, then you were going to have to buy another person's shop. So and I knew uh, I was never going to have the money to do that. So uh, I had to act fairly quickly. Initially, tried to open in the Draperson and then Paddy Hearn, he offered me a job. So I went and worked for Paddy for a year and then... Because that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And because I, I, I was thinking you just didn't pop up and appear because you were in one of them for a while. I just, I, well, I, I qualified, I qualified did my pre-reg, finished in 85, and then 86 I was open, 3rd of September I was open in 86. That's so it was, it was just about a year or so before I... So you, like what age were you then? 26. 26, and you went in essentially to two businessmen who had been there for a long, long time. Long established. And, yeah. and uh, the two men in question was Phil McGarity uh-huh. and uh, Paddy Hearn, of Hearn Brothers. And so you... Took them both over. Was that a big undertaking at that time? Being twenty six years of age, you know, it, it must have been for yourself. Or it, was, it was huge, but in reality, looking back, I never, I didn't pass any remarks on when I was doing it, and uh, I, probably that's why I've been fairly lucky in my life uh, that way because it, it didn't really worry me, or didn't you all, didn't all, think all, about it? No, I wasn't. I didn't have a long term strategy. I didn't have a long term view. People talk about this, and you know, particularly as other entrepreneurs <laughs> I've met on my journey, and I, I didn't have that. All I had was a real work ethic and a desire to make that work because uh, I wanted. I wanted it to work. It was yeah. in my own community and I wanted to make it do it. And I wanted to do it right. Aye. And in the earlier years, particularly when I was in the shop myself, I did do it right. I was I, I was, I was, there morning and night. You were. You were yeah. always there. And had you at that time, uh, like, because um, I should say to the people out there, um, I always bricked your ear over the years when I was doing everything. And, uh, and you've been kind to me in that way for knowledge and all. Is there anybody at that time, like mentors, or other sort of people that you would have spoke to and says, look, here, I'm trying... I know it's a different... Uh, they'd be uh, working different worlds, but you know that sometimes there might be a solution to something that you maybe weren't, of, uh, you know... Uh, very little, Paddy, I'll be uh, perfectly honest with you. No, I, I, I was... I wasn't an overly confident person, but I was confident in what I was doing within what I was attempting to achieve within the, my, my retail pharmacy. And I, I knew the people that were dealing with me I had a big interest in veterinary and stuff, and it, it actually got me into a bit of trouble because somebody alleged that I sold veterinary products without a prescription, which I'm sure was completely unfounded. <laughs> that was t- I would just say out here now uh, that was totally unfounded. There was no truth in it whatsoever. That poodle dog did not get shampoo no, from Lawrence's. No, 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 with paracetamol. But I was I was working in a sm- in my own town with, with the people that I, I cared about and liked and enjoyed to working with and it, um, and I knew the families and, and you know, you're working with GPs who wanted to try and help and yeah. do the best with yeah. small and college. your early days would have been the likes of. Uh, uh, Dr. Cyril Harkin and Aye. Dr. Frank. Yep. And uh, was Dr. Mary still? D- Dr. Mary had gone at that stage. Uh, Dr. Dr. Frank was there. And he, the deadly he, Dr. Bailey. Dr. Bailey and Dr. Walls. That Dr. was the four Walls. at that time. Dr. Walls was sort of the, the very younger, uh, a more permanent proper Dr. Bailey, as anybody know him, was mad as toast, but what a nice man. He I loved him. My, one of our best GP we've had for a long time. He, he didn't care anything for this world, to be fair to the man. And no. he, he wasn't <laughs> driven by money or whatever. He just... No. And he was deadly cracking. Some of the stories of him are true, like, and he's they're funny. Like. <laughs> he has to come crack. I went down one time, and one of the times I didn't wear a hurling helmet, Lawrence, I got split. Right. So I landed down, and uh, he uh, he says, Right, what's going on? What's going on? And he's jumping all around. Says, come on, come on, wait, wait, come on, sit, quick, sit, sit, sit. And I sat down, and he goes, Are you all right? Are you all right? And I was going, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I was actually doing uh. myself because I thought I was going to end up. Uh, with a big monk nah, thing, right? Because nah. the head was split. So he got one bit of hair, Lawrence, 
And he says, look, every time you feel a wee tug, that's a stitch. Right. I goes, all right, right. go on ahead, Dr. Belly. And I was standing, and I could hear the scissors going, tick, 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 tick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I could see one, two, I counted 24, Lawrence. And I goes, he says, your mitts won't recognize you now because you've got a bit of a, a punk rock, a bit of a ball butt down the back end. And I says, oh, no. Oh, so on. I went home and uh, literally, Lawrence, I had four stitches. There was no hair gone at all. He had held the hair up like that. He'd done this over and over again. Just to make sure you would think he was a gem. To oh, be fair, was. And I, a while sad. Uh, he died so young. But he was, he was, and he was he, a good doctor. Oh, you know. yeah, I remember there was a particular guy in the town uh, he had a con- heart condition, that very, very, very unusual heart condition. And he was in talking to me, this guy, and he died the year after, and he explained it to me, and I said, never heard tell of it. And I had, I, had to ring, I had to ring John Billy after about that patient, and I said to him, oh, have you heard of such and such? And off the top of his head, he gave me a full rundown on the phone there as to what go. it was, what way it worked. There you go. Like he was, he was, a man was a genius. But yeah. then at that time, the biggest problem I had was you didn't have, there was no pres- prescriptions were all written, handwritten. Uh, so Dr. Frank, he scrawled with big, long, uh, ugly writing like my own. Uh, <laughs> Cyril Harkin, he wrote the wee squiggly thing. You wouldn't know what it was. John <laughs> Bailey. I'll tell you a story about John Bailey. John Bailey actually, he just wrote everything in the prescription so you wouldn't know what happened. <laughs> there was a guy took John, Adrian Glass, he came as Mahara, and the, and the fella landed in with a prescription for his daughter and uh, he couldn't make head or tail of it. So he rang John Bailey and uh, John, he told me a story of John Bailey. So was, uh, 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 let, let me see, what, what, what's his name of the patient? So he starts hooking about and looking for the sheet of paper he'd written on. It was, but when, when he'd taken down one was the directions to a house outside Bracker Riley. <laughs> So it's a very unusual drug. It hasn't been prescribed in the world yet. But Take three trips a day to Bracker Riley. He'll be grand. So that's what he, he'd given the wrong prescription. He had the prescription for the Moxicillins or the Ampicillin at that time. He, Amphipen, he wrote all the time. But uh, no, they were very hard to decipher. That was my biggest worry about killing somebody that I knew. <laughs> Maybe that's what that sort of whole vet thing. <laughs> he, he, they read it up. Well, it was easier you know? with the vet thing. Then. So you were in there and the, the two chemists, Lawrence, and then... No, just with the one chemist that time. Because Phil McGarty was up the street. Phil was a lovely man. Uh, I was always very gentle and, and had, had a great long established business. He decided to sell in, in 89. And then I phoned Paddy here and to see would we buy it together? Uh-huh. Uh, because I thought it would be a good idea, but Paddy didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> he expressed a view that he didn't particularly like me at the time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it was not. I mean, well, we, I suppose, you know, you, you were a young businessman on the way up, and I suppose, you know, in a way, not, I don't want to use the word like competition, but in a way, maybe. Oh, it, was, you know, it was just pure business. It uh, wasn't that he didn't like me. <laughs> just, I, know, I, I know from talking to him after, it wasn't that. It was just, he was trying to protect his business, which we I all know, do. I yeah. know. And, and so when you were in, you took a two business is over and you done that for a while and I suppose as you said there friend you were always there you're always you were always there and I suppose at that time um would it be all right to say you're a man likes new challenges all the time probably uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. uh so that time um there was an opportunity you um you were approached uh for uh it was about a uh, uh, going back to your early one about right. your sister bridge about the perfume yep. it was a per- uh, like a perfume distribution opportunity right. and uh, so you took that on and how did that all come about because I know a, you had a wee uh, room I remember going to see you one time yeah. and I think I'm going to guess here Michelle um, uh, Michelle uh, trainer uh, Christine yep. and Rose yep. is they that were, right? They were about, yep, yeah. yeah and they were the I suppose I, I, Whenever eighty seven or eighty eight, I got bored and I decided to open a toy shop at the back, <laughs> at the back of the, the pharmacy, which was I did that for about ten or twelve years. Uh, that was hard going because we opened Christmas morning and everything, just because it was easier to sort out toys in the morning, uh, so parents uh, weren't uh, let down or uh, children weren't let down. But 
Um, so so we we I did that for a while, and then as the opportunity in terms of the perfume came about was there's a fella called Ryan who was a sales rep, lovely fella, Francis McGrew, and he he they were he's working for a company called Causeway Wholesale. And he landed to me after Christmas. At that time, the fragrances in the pharmacy were very... It wasn't uh, that many. You, uh, you're in a and A few tons of... You lose, you had some... Yeah. There wasn't much of a men's section. Or, yeah. you know, it, was, it was mostly 30 or 40 key lanes. Um, and, and they were mostly brought into Northern Ireland through UK. So this fellow was selling into me. And he landed into me in February. He says, look, Lawrence, I'm giving it up. I can't run it. I don't know how to run it. I'm, I'm, but I, I knew he was a good salesman. He was, and he was one of the nicest fellows God ever put on the planet. So, we, I, so I said, come up and have a chat. And so we ended up, we had a chat. And I said, right, I'll set up a new company, Pharmacy Supplies. You'll work for me. You'll get a salary. And you get a bonus out of it. And uh, we worked like that for four or five years. And he got a blinking brain tumor and yeah. died, Francis did. But uh, so that was the start of pharmacy supplies, and I just had it upstairs with the flat where I used to live above the chemist shop, and I had Max Factor and, and uh, Elizabeth Arden and some fragrance, and that's what it started from '92. Yeah. And then Damien McGrogan, who we talked about, he wrote me a, a computer program for it, Brilliant. a stock control program, because he was, Brilliant. as he called, as he called them computers. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was very good in computers. <laughs> so that always, sounds like a always, bop, doesn't it? <laughs> he, always, he always claimed that he was uh, well, not very intelligent, but I think he maybe was clever, uh, more yeah. clever than he thought. Yeah, Jay yeah. Bradley talks about the men around this town who hide their intelligence well. <laughs> <laughs> And he was one of them. <laughs> and, uh, so well, f- going from that there, from f- uh, pharmacy supplies, I suppose you've you've chatted to people. There'll be people out here listening, maybe not from the area, Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, so how did that all grow for you? And what was your sort of timeline and, and your vision on it? I suppose uh, we ended up, we, we took a small unit over in workspace, or unit four and five of the old units. Uh, and we worked from there for a few years, um, and maybe and it started to grow the initial turnover was in around like 400,000 a year then it grew to 2 or 3 million or so but it was never getting any bigger so then we we, we I bought a, a bit of ground at the bottom of the of, of workspace area uh, that they weren't using so and then we built a warehouse there and that sort of kicked it off from there so it was it was it was like it's, I suppose it's gone on that fast that I forget it's, it's, I suppose it's nearly 30 years in the making now but pharmacy supplies now is Distributing to one of the main distributors in Ireland to front a shop pharmacy. Because uh, like, uh, I read somewhere about sixteen hundred uh, pharmacies. Aye, know. we deliver we deliver to about sixteen hundred in Northern Ireland as well, and then we do we do some to Scotland. But we we we've got some really good distributions. Then we started doing our own brands. But it's about a twenty million turnover business. Employs about 80, 90 people. That's amazing. Most of it in the Draperstown. Area, I know that uh, you're great, and 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 see something um, to get to that level, Lawrence. Do you sort of like you mentioned earlier on? Um, uh, your friend Francis about uh, being a great salesman, God rest him. And so, do you look out then and go, right, I need this person to do this because you know, no matter how much you know, you, you know, there's always that, you know, that drive from someone else to push something. Did you get a good team from then? Are they still with you, sort of thing? One thing I've been lucky with, maybe it's more than luck to be fair, is that you recognise your what you can't do. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you can't do it, you need uh-huh. somebody who can do it. A solution. <laughs> Aye, but you, you, people, a lot of people are better at things than you are. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm, I'm reasonably good at some stuff, but I've absolutely no no ability around marketing or, or yeah. sales or that yeah. or, or accountancy. Or, so uh-huh. you, you, you bring in the people you need and you trust them. You get the right people, first of all. Yeah. You trust them and you let them get on with it. Yeah. And, and you, you, is that a big responsibility in a company that's like turning £20 million? Is it, you know, 
know, do, do you wake up in the morning and go, I have to keep an eye on this, or do you just go, right, I know it's flowing all right, unless something drastic pops up that everything's okay, sort of? You get an fact. odd crisis a day where something goes wrong or something where you have to act and get on with it, but I absolutely never worry about it. But uh, I've never have, and that's uh, why I've probably have taken the right attitude. I probably, now as I'm getting older, I probably will more, and that's uh, something that we, probably anybody getting older understands and uh, goes, oh God, I, I don't want that responsibility anymore. But I, I, it's, it's, it's at a level now where where you've I've had to trust people and it's gone that way. I mean, and as you probably know, that I met healthcare then as the other company. Yeah, yeah. So well, just going back to uh, pharmacy on, supplies, I, yeah. I would say that you know, um, you mentioned earlier on about uh, you know there wasn't a lot of meal uh, mm-hmm. perfumes in, but uh, I would just give you credit because I think you are the man that uh, that has made Ireland male and female smell beautiful again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because you, know, you are like, I don't know if you ever think about that. Like, you could be down there, say, I know that you love horses, and, right. and oh, we'll talk about that. But no. I, you know, you could be down there and that's one of mine. You know, right. you know you're just stuffing there. To be, honest, to be honest, I haven't bought any of my own products. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't take any tablets, so I'm, not, I'm probably not a great advertisement for it. Uh, well, and, that, and to be fair with the camera, it won't lay on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so just thought I would say it. And then going on, Lawrence, to. I met so on one side you recognised that Ireland needed to smell better <laughs> and the other side you recognised that Ireland needed to get healthier and that you started I met a company do you want to explain a bit about that and how that when that started uh, that was uh I suppose, I suppose what the one thing I have learned rather than worrying about the rest of Ireland is I've, I've learned that if you stick to an area you understand and know, so and, as long as it's related to medicines or pharmacy, uh-huh. I, I, you know, diversifying from that is where I, where I haven't gone right. But uh, on the, the I met Healthcare came about about 2007 uh, with Paul Murphy. We, we set that up. Uh, it was just about bringing in, basically it's called parallel importation, but it's bringing in medicines from Europe and relicensing them. So we'd have about four or five hundred products that we relicense for Ireland and the UK now. Um, and then we it's 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 uh, we relabel them with a, a manu- manufacturing plant in Daberstown here, a small manufacturing plant, but it's it's small but massive it is. Small but massive so uh, yeah, it's it is. It definitely it is. It is quite ma- it's getting bigger. It too. is massive. <laughs> You're <laughs> understating it there about you know because you started in one part, you built again, then you built again, then yeah. you built again. Well we're we're anybody knows Daberstown we're it's where Morris Taylor made a lot of money in his yeah. time with potatoes uh, years ago. It's there a really go. interesting way it's worked around and what really interests me about it is my father worked there, he'd have been taken off the dole years ago. Go, um, to to go in to, to pick potatoes in the very shade that I've turned into a, a, a medicine That's factory. a remarkable story. <laughs> that's isn't true. It? No, that's no, remarkable. I, I know. It makes me smile every time I think about it. So. You could be looking down there and instead of seeing a tablet, seeing an old Dale Spud no, going across your <laughs> I would say, and knowing some of the characters would have worked with my father at that time, they wouldn't, wouldn't have been working at the same rate. I, I would have been required. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they would have been a bit more chilled. I know, I know. But, but I suppose them times. But that's a remarkable story because what, one thing that area has always been, Lawrence, has been, uh, you know, industrial, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and profitable. I mean, you talked there about the the, the spuds and then you had the, the shirt factories. Yeah, yeah. Well, the shirt, uh, John Burns, I, you know, at that, sorry, I'm jumping into something here, but yeah. just because you brought up the shirt factory, John Burns was like, you talk about characters of Draperstown that influenced me. That's He's the man. Like he, there you are. He's quite a character. Yeah, you are. And he loved stories and he loved winding people up. And he spent are. all of his life doing it. <laughs> he was good at <laughs> and, it then. And he handed me the mantle when he passed. <laughs> 
there was there was one particular time he took a real hand in me in Mark McKenna's bar years ago. Uh, it was good. I can't remember what exactly he done to me, but the, most of the bar thought it was quite funny. But the following two weeks later, he he, he normally got a lift up with. Uh, Pat Gormley was leaving, but he decided to stay on. There was a sing song, Mickey Lawless was in full steam, and uh, John says stay on. And David Lawless landed on who you know. Yeah. David landed on, yeah. and uh, I says, David, you're on John up. He says, Where's he? Have uncle, you know, David, even that always called me uncle. He says, He's up, and uh, I says, He thinks he lives in that big house opposite the fold, <laughs> but he's acting in the fold and take no nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so, John at that time was on the stick, like, but, so, but David Lawless dropped him off in the fold <laughs> and drove off while John was waving the stick at him, went up the hill. But he, he, he told everybody about it himself, he thought it was very funny. <laughs> hey, David would be thinking he's waving bye bye, thanking him. <laughs> David, David assured me that he left him in the right place, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> that's brilliant, Lord. And, but just showing you that, uh, um, like, uh, that Drooperstown Balance Green uh, is a very entrepreneurial that town. Is, that's amazing. And that area there uh, uh, is very entrepreneurial. And you've got yourself and you have EDS and you have all the different companies there and Clone uh, no, and, no, no. And, and all the different boys, uh, Corrymore, sorry, no, and all the different yeah. ones that are there in that, that unit. And it's, it's credit to you and all. And Spearn Bakery and other veteran ones. Spearn Bakery, amazing. You know, they've you know, kept going, Eddie, and has done a great job there for years. Years. and uh, and but, but I suppose it... If you go back a wee bit, Paddy, in terms of the, the entrepreneurial thing, it's right across balance screen. You know, you yeah. can, I took yeah. one of the fellows who works away from Levavati, a drive one day, and he was just blown away by uh-huh. going, holy shit, you've got, uh-huh. up here, you've got spare metal, Yardmaster, yeah. yeah. you've Herons, like, yeah. massive operation, uh-huh. you've got H&A, you, yeah. you drive out to, 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 yeah. to, to, to poor you, and uh-huh. you, know, you go, gosh, I mean, uh-huh. and, and a great got, achievement. Oh, right. unbelievable. You know, so the, you know, we, we, can, we can be very proud of all that, but there's loads more, you know, there's, yeah. there's loads of smaller ones and there's and they're know, starting you, you, off and they're yeah, getting there you look at that lad with bounceabouts and yeah, think, yeah, yeah. no no the, innovative stuff innovative stuff people yeah. are looking at the opportunity and going okay we'll do it we'll give it a go one road out and that's it you know so it used you, to be uh, where the bus turned uh, and, and I, uh, now the bus goes on through to Oma that's always been a good sign uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you see Pat McLean on the Spurn Rambler there it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's a big time now we're actually we're getting acti- we're actually now an axis <laughs> that's <laughs> but, brilliant but, but you can see it even over the last year buddy, in terms uh, of the number of people they're coming to the mountains to walk and to, to Dava and you know it's there has been a change in the last year well I think I think that what's happening in the area friend is like you know and you've some great places like you've got the dark skies now the shepherds yeah. rest up there and you've got these pods and you, and, yeah. and you know we spoke about years ago I spoke to you and, and I've probably done your head on about the big thing then was oh, international visitors for NI tourism and I kept saying you know you know people locally try get local people from the country to come into different areas and like you know and now staycation the coolest thing in the world I know. do you know yeah. what I mean it's like you know so I suppose it's good for the area it's good and what you said there about the other businesses maybe down the line I'll get some of them in to tell their story too yeah, Lauren. Yeah. it all depends you know no but uh, it's, it's, it's just it's just and, and I suppose I'm involved in workspaces you know but it's it's it, that entrepreneurial spirit has been driven and, and you, you see it you know yeah. you have a lot of electric look at Niall McGuigan and that yeah. person said yeah. you've, you've got things spreading up everywhere yeah. It's, yeah. It, and it's and it's great we're Unfortunately, lacking a bit for industrial land here, and we lost a few really good people like Black Blinds and that. Did. You know, to the, but we still, we still have that. We yeah. Have well, there's enough space, as what you're saying, Lawrence, to incubate, to grow, and if you just 
have to go clean out of that then move them but at least for that stage grow where you are in your own parish your own town employ local yeah, people yeah. like you do and it's a brilliant thing well I mean the 4Ds moved to Marafal as well who you mentioned earlier they would uh, love to have stayed locally and I know that from talking to them but, it, it's, uh, but they still wrought so much to the community by what they've done and a lot of staff that work down there with them do you think but, that'll change Lawrence down the line the likes of that will, or I, will it always be the case that the big town wants over because they have to look us up there the most industrialist I, I think at, at, at the Derbyshire the key thing that needs to happen in the next four or five years is it needs to be identified more identified land for industrial growth you know yeah. so to, to allow people like me to build yeah. a, a factory or build it you yeah. know so that uh, we and I never got that when I was younger I didn't understand that in reality to grow the size but how big do we want to be that's you know that's uh, the challenge as well uh, but the one thing that's very attractive here is for, for people coming to work in here is, and it, it, that's a big change sorry I'm jumping again but the big You're change right. is you drive you used to drive over the mountains, any part of going out of Dipperson, the cars were going out of Dipperson every morning. Now the cars are coming in. They are yeah. coming in. You come in any of those Omer Road. Yeah. The, the That's a good rides. sign, isn't it? It's, 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 people are coming here to work. Yeah. Um, and when they come here to work, they come here to build houses. They're coming here to spend. But they've also got, they're coming here to live in the schools. We've got, we've probably got the best schools in, the, uh, in Northern yeah. Ireland as a group. Yeah. And they all, they all seem to have a good camaraderie with each other. Well, like. the, the good thing about them is, yeah, they're, they're friends, but they're challenging each other. Uh, they're not, uh, they're, they're looking for the same, uh, so they're look, it's a bit like me and the Paddy Hearn, looking for uh, the same customer. They're looking for the same customer. So uh, having that, having that challenge makes it, makes them all stronger. Uh, yeah. And they're it, all very good and the secondary school's tremendous. And, and it means that you're not sitting in your laurels thinking, oh, I got this amount last year. They, they keep going and keep going. And I know we do a lot of outreach work around all the schools and, you, and, and you're totally right in that there. The teachers are passionate, uh, their heads are passionate and the areas are passionate about their kids living in it and as you you probably know better than any Lawrence, we're going back again for myself, you sitting in the chemist all them years ago, knowing people now that have families growing up, that their families are moving in, they're getting jobs here, they're, they're staying here, you know, and it's a, a like it's a brilliant thing. Come back earlier on, would you say to old friend about having yeah, to emigrate all the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This, I mean, if you look at what happened, in, and people will want to emigrate and broaden their horizons, yeah. and, 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 and people, but that's fine if people want to do it as choice. Yeah. You know, but being driven out is a different matter. Yeah. Now, now, you know, I have some staff working with me in IMED there that are pharmacists and they're doing, you know, fairly senior roles yeah. that wouldn't been available in this community you know there, there you go so yeah and, and the herons have that type of role too and yeah spraying metal and, and all yeah. the so yeah. the, there's a whole lot of high spe specialist specialist roles too. Yeah. so you know so that, yes, it's a it's it's a it's it's an interesting time to be living in derbyshire it does no that's good and there's a, i should say to people out there listening that um from even i was growing up and i've known you a long time the You've got the sports hall now, you've got the scouts, you've got the GA, you've got the Dripperstown Celtics yeah, going yeah. brilliant, you've got the youth club, you've got ourselves. Yeah. There's there's a lot of good, and you know, you've got early years and after schools. All these things, Lawrence, that maybe years ago, people couldn't go out to work because they had to look after their kids, now have an opportunity to go out to work in there's places they can leave their kids, you know? Oh, Paddy, the, for, the opportunities, like when we, we, we were growing up, me down in Patsy, you, you didn't have a football pitch, you'd go and train on, uh, you know, I played underage Gaelic, God rest Seamus Grigan was a great man, he would have drove you around the country. But I, a true story, me and Jim Donnelly, and, and Jim, a lot of people I mentioned in the stories are dead, unfortunately. Uh, Jim was a cousin of mine, but we, we, me and Jim Donnelly and Pat Donnelly walked to Banner Dam from Donnelly's house yeah. 
in the morning to look for two or three sheep that it would stray before they had to be clipped. So, <laughs> and from Donnelly to Banner Dam is a long way. That's up, a long but, walk. Um, and then we come back down, and Bridget God rest would make us beans and bacon and soda and bread. It was great stuff. And then <laughs> you'll and, go for that after. That's what it's Me and Jim Donnelly would walk to the park. This is true. Fifteen yeah. years of age, walk to Banner Green Park. That's from Donnelly's and Topman, you know. That's a fire walk. Jim Donnelly, I would be a sub, so I wouldn't be playing. But maybe if the train. Um, and Jim, Jim would play the match, and th- that, that, thankfully Seamus Griggan would run us home. <laughs> Her penance was having to listen to a lot of rebel songs. Up up the road. Day, <laughs> la, 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 you remember that? Oh, <laughs> we're not singing it. No, no, we're not singing. Seamus taught me a lot of rebel songs, and it was a big hit track of the car. Uh, but he was such a gentle man. Uh, he was a lovely man. He was, uh, uh, I still talk to Jock about him yet, but he, he, was a, he was a real gentleman. He looked after all of us lads as if we were. He was a guardian. Old. He was a guardian. He was. Uh, and there wasn't too many at that time would have yeah. done that. Uh, but that, that old time at GA, they didn't mind putting 10 people in their oh, home and no, hunter no. and driving you around. And that's the problem now. You, you mean, you couldn't do that. No, you, no. But you're saying exactly that, Paddy. What do you have here in Glasgow? Holy God. I mean, the amount of music that... You, you're walking down the... T- I drive into town some Saturday mornings and you're seeing people walking past you, not with hurley sticks just, <laughs> and, and with footballs. They're going down with... Banjos and, 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 and guitars strapped to their back. Uh, that, that's uh, that's a that's a massive thing. I talk about it with oh, it, anybody you. outside of the town. It's, it's a big thing that that, that what you have brought to the town. And the, the scouts are you know they're 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 that far thinking they're going to redo some columns hall. I heard that for many years they were trying Lawrence. It's not yeah, a great lesson. Fantastic now. achievement um, for them. And, and but and that comes down to half a dozen people with real interest and real drive. Um, the scouts thing. Uh, you know, if I go back to my youth club. You wouldn't uh, remember. There used to be a youth club up in the hall. Didn't know that. Father McGlinchey started it in, in the 1970s. He, my sister Anne and Martin Brunton were the founders. Actually, he sent them into Father Collins to see would he there get it over the line. <laughs> Father go. Collins, anybody knew, was a scary man. But <laughs> he was. Go and tell him you were going to start a youth club. He, what are you going for? So uh, he had some sort of question. I can't remember. Or David wrote it in, a, in a, a letter to me or a note to me one time. But he wanted to know who was basically going to be in charge. But once he found out. That who's going to be in charge and went on but Martin Martin Brunton would you know and his son was involved in school so, so your families there have done a while out within community to develop those things over the years and when the youth club like was the old hall I actually yeah. drove up there on my 60th birthday because we used to that's the wee one at the junction at the junction I, uh, used to be concerts there there would have been there was bingo. It was, all, but that was a just at Pat Cassidy's. That we hot. No size. Well, that was the old school. Like, but yeah, that's where my father was at school. My my grandfather and my great grandfather were. No way. Were uh, they were the principals of the school? Well, the principal probably two teachers. But <laughs> there they, you go. But so so actually, it's a it's it, it holds a lot of. I hope they don't tumble it completely. Anyway, there's, there's yeah. a history. Would it not be listed? Could it? No, I, th- no. I think it's a bit of it's part of it's ten. Uh, but I went up. I was just laughing because we would just we, the ten of us would get up on the stage in 1970, <laughs> like with my father or 1670. <laughs> my father and us ten children would get up on the stage and sing like. Well, what song? What kind of songs? <laughs> we'd start. We used, we'd start off. We're going on me and Danny Plaskin first, and we'd. One singing, we're on the one road. And we're taking the long road. <laughs> you popping away? We would do that first, and then we'd do, do a wee poem about Spot the the dog, the little dog under the wagon. It's called. We did that, and then I'd be the wee dog barking around. Then the crowd, the crowd would laugh, and then that, that I thought I was a real star. But uh, and then we, my father would sing. Uh, uh, he, he, he used to sing a really funny song at that time. It was a, it was like a 
Nadal and Basil is me name with me orange. Sasha came. He'd sing it as if he was an orange man in the middle, in the middle of the morning. I think he just did it for the crack. He obviously, obviously got his sense of humour. And uh, it was up the board, they keep the board. You know? And it was just completely. And <laughs> Truly the opposite of what? Tell me something about that. But he did it for the crack. And Mickey Joe would sing Rossi. We actually won the fish in 1970 when she moved through the fair, the 11 of us. So Brilliant. Right. A class song. I don't think the opposition must be that strong. <laughs> That's brilliant. To be fair, it was the Higgerties because it was just met one of the Higgerties there now. We, that was a big, a big scalp. Well, it was a big scalp. That's like going to the World Cup and scalp in Brazil, oh, isn't oh, it? Oh, for us. You scalped the Higgerties. You're better with Benny Higgerties with all the music, music they had and they were good. Uh, well, but no, that was, so that, sorry, I digressed there. But that, that's, you're, no, you're, uh, no, it's good. And But that was a time that, you know, obviously too, you know, you sometimes never think about being up on stage like that. That would have been, that would have made you part of who you were and that confidence of being in front of people Lawrence that you have and, and the humour that you have too aye, you know aye. Uh, like so then we had uh, I met with Pharmacy Supplies I met and then we had uh, Be Bold aye Be Bold that was just a t- it was a tan well, it's it a girl Louise Donaghy actually developed that Louise McIver uh, who works along with us and uh, she's, she's done a brilliant job on it so it, it's 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 doing really well. It's, uh, obviously, last year, girls weren't going out as much, and women weren't going out as much. They weren't tanned as much, so it's it's taken a bit of a a backseat last year. But no, it's it's a it's a tremendous story. Is it's grown? Yeah, it's it's again employs an extra ten people or so. In Brilliant. So, so, I met like on its own has a turnover of about hundred million. Yeah, uh, hundred and twenty staff or so. So yes. you know, there's a lot. Of, that's a lot. Like, twenty of them in Dublin, uh-huh. but again, two or three of those are fellas from Daverstone. Uh, down on my I, behalf and, 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 and I've done Lee, a great job Lee Sir Grugan. Lee Grugan ah, Lee, sir, uh, Lee Grugan. sir in front of him there because oh, I know he'll love that Marty McGuigan as well. and Marty and, Marty, Marty and Lee are, are sort of uh, running their operation in there but they're, they're and they've well Lee's still with a Diverson woman but Marty married a girl from Dublin did, so, so we're, we're responsible for that as well <laughs> So you've uh, <laughs> weddings, births and Birth certificates <laughs> and pharmacies. Birth, birthdays and marriages. And, yeah. uh, so um, the likes of uh, running a business um, north and south and what I suppose Lauren's um, uh, the great Brexit that everybody aye, decided aye. to do. Um, as a business uh, man, what was your thinking when it was even talked about at the start and what's your thinking now that it's actually happened, if that's all right to ask? I suppose we, we, because we had the two sites, we were always prepared for it we, we invested for both sides just in case no matter what happened we would have we, you can't afford to go out of business you know so mm-hmm. yeah, we, we invested extra money cost us extra money to be to be, have the both sides running um, it, there was a while lot of planning and then all of a sudden no it's not happening now planning not happening now so we had a lot of days wasted and time wasted but we had no option in order to protect ro- jobs and that but it's it's as it's turned out the Northern Ireland Protocol is uh, I couldn't have written it any better myself. Right, so, um, and that's weird you saying that because uh, there's lots of people are on about it. I don't, as someone not no. on business level yourself, um, for people out there that don't understand what it is, the protocol, could you give it simply to them in, in a businessman's terms? That it, it, For right. me, I think it's something that, from what I hear, that has got benefits for us both coming from England and leaving from here and going to Europe. Now, that's just yeah, me, and yeah. I don't know much about no, it. No, no, I think, I think Paddy, uh, uh, sometimes the most simplistic uh, view on things is the best. Um, so that that is, in simple terms, 
Northern Ireland has been given special status. Um, now there's some teething problems, and that's what there's a lot of shouting about. But and, and, and the long term, my long term view on it, it's a really positive thing for for the North. Uh, it's aligning with with Europe, and it's aligning with the UK. So if you want to sell something to the UK, you can. There's a bit of issues and around stuff coming in, and the, you know from the UK into here. But that all can be sorted out over the next few months, uh, yeah. and it will be sorted out. <coughs> They're, they're, but it's it's given you it's it's given us the best of both worlds we've got if, the best of both worlds we have and if, so when people there people recognise it people that are sitting there um, uh, on say the opposite we've got a fence here and I'm on the other side of the fence and I'm shouting over going oh it's no good for me or blah 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 uh, why are they shouting that if it's not the case uh, why, aren't, why isn't go- why isn't government speaking to business leaders like yourself that you've just said it so simply there and there's no seems to be no confusion in what you just explained. There's, there's some of the business people are, have, have issues around it as well and, and but the issues are all they all if they calmly are addressed can be addressed. Uh, it's been politicised like uh, everything in the north of Ireland it's politicised. Yeah. It becomes green and orange which uh, is crap. Uh, sorry for saying crap. Uh, no you're alright. It's, 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 it's nonsense. It's uh, not about that. It's about uh, people's lives and people trying to live. It's about well-being. It's about economic growth. It's about people bringing in jobs like your good self and it's about uh, people getting reasonable prices for what their products are. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean there was a lot of shout there about sausages and then all of a sudden <laughs> Tesco come out and they say, we're now buying all our sausages from Northern Ireland suppliers. Like, is, is that not a good thing? Should Tesco <laughs> Should not have been doing that That would be my view. You know, and they say that sausages are the best in the world from here, you know, well, and there's the area here. Well, you know. I, I, I know any I know anytime any of my sisters come home from Australia, the one thing they're looking for, I will have to be careful I say <laughs> they, they, they love they love the the cookstone sausages and the bacon and, and the, the fat bread. And, and Danny is all their brands are also available. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you grew up on, and that's you know. And I think to what you way you explained it there was really really good uh, compared to just worrying about an old six pack of old beef Hertfordshire uh, <laughs> sausages flying. No, in, I, you I know. think there's there's small teething issues that need to be sorted out, but they can be. You know, it's not it's, it's not for something to, to people. I think it's if it, I. I, I see as 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 many Hong Kong. Aye, <laughs> That's aye, the opportunity. Aye. Aye, so there's there's the, uh, for for business. Um, the message is that there's great opportunity. Um, there's great opportunity for growth, and there's great opportunity for new 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 roles. Maybe Lawrence coming I, in. I have yet, I've yet to meet anybody in business in this community over the last six months that hasn't been doesn't have the same line. I've never been busier. That's. Getting, and getting products in and getting steel and getting those sort of things and building that's nothing to do with Brexit that's the uh, world we're living in you know but uh, maybe it compounds people's arguments around the Brexit and the product protocol but uh, it's just commerce it's, isn't it Norris? it's just, just how it is ah, it's the world has changed and, and things things move and change but we you know the in terms of the opportunity, it, it's increased the opportunity rather than decreased it. Uh, there you go. That's a, yep. that's a positive thing. And so, uh, we had again, would maybe summarise that there with there's going to be some owners and there's going to be some people hurt a wee bit more and then there's going to be some that will just I think get most, along. I think you know? most of all there will be winners. I, think. Uh, I, I don't see any, you know, there's going to be difficulties in, in certain areas and, and, and some access to, to, to products that are come from UK need to be negotiated and they will be negotiated I'm fairly sure but it's, it, it should be winners really yeah, honestly I, yeah. I, that's my view on it but then yeah. I always have an optimistic view on I know and I'm with you I'm with you on that optimism yeah. too so um I would say now to people out there that you're a great community man and you've, uh, you know, even earlier on we're chatting there, you talked about so many different groups in the area that you're, you know, you're silently sort of speaking to and, and trying to right. help along. Um, 
How important then is community to you? I know that the way you sounded earlier on, it's everything the community. Uh, and I would bring in how yeah. important is the community and what's it like to be the workspace chairman and other uh, a massive social enterprise community uh, initiative company? The, the community thing is, is, for me, is a big thing. Now. I'm, I'm in a very privileged position, Paddy, where I'm reasonably successful. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that with blowing the yeah, trumpet. Yeah. But, and I'm, I'm at an age and stage where I've seen and had met most challenges in terms of either business or community issues. Um, so and and I've learned from some some of the masters like Patsy McShane etc. Uh, yeah. Both both on the positive and the negative. <laughs> but but but, but they, I think I think ultimately I'm a, a, the chairman of Workspace is is the Workspace board is voluntary board. So we have a very strong board of people with community and business background. So the Workspace model is and and and. and, and we're not very good at marketing ourselves. People see Workspace and probably the name is a wee bit misleading, but what we do within Workspace really in simple terms is we have a few businesses that try to make money and we take that money and we play it back into the community Mm. of Draperstown, Balance Green and the surrounding area. We also act as an advocate with council and we we, we push for any... So so if a councillor is looking something or looking to talk to somebody or maybe just going off on a tangent, at least we have an input into them we're not, we can't influence them fully, but at least we have a, a voice and we're talking across a spectrum of people, both yeah. community and business. So, yeah. But it's, it's, uh, we, we don't sell ourselves very well, um, and I, I admit that, but we do a lot of good. And you've, you've mentioned the 4G pits of the school, the, we're now building a new youth club yourselves. We're in this building here. The property. Yeah. But I mean, we put in money into something that people are really looking after the community and the different, right across health and and. and Health and well-being, and arts, you know, yeah. sporting children, sporting, you know. So with the after-schools club, where where, where you mentioned after-schools, yeah. you've, you've got the preschool area. So that we, we've done an awful lot in the background. I mean, the council have not provided any sports facilities in the bottom of the screen. Well, the do people should know, Lawrence. I don't know if I'm right here. Uh, that the first up, I was talking. I think it was uh, uh, Michael Trollen. Right. Uh, the time of buy a brick. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, and uh, so. Uh, he was saying that I think the first application was 1974 or something like that, or for the for the sports or some kind of lock. Oh yes, it. I know. At that time of the council, the, 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 the in fact, what the, the parish did was that, the, that bit of ground belonged to the parish, and the parish gave it to the council in order for them to build the the, the hall. And then the council very thank very generously <laughs> charged us ten grand a year there for rent for oh, a while when we built the hall. But it, but but now to be fair to to, to Marafield Council, that need to hold that they they resolved that recently, and we've got it's it. But but there's a, the it, we're a smaller town, and, and you're not going to get things given to you. Yeah, and, and people have to accept that that yeah. you're on you're further down the pecking order within within priorities of of, of large councils. But no, the workspace end has done really well. The school I'm involved was. The Straw School have been since we Wayne's went there. Great school, built a new school up there myself. Brian Brian O'Kane. It's one of actually for all the things I've done in my life. It's one of the things that I'm most proud of. Yeah. I managed to get that to see. Well, you that. can see it every day you drive by for your yeah. business or whatever you're doing. Yeah, you've, you've, yeah. You've, it was three or four million of investment that was going to go missing if we hadn't managed to That's do it. Amazing. I know there was a hassle, and I know there was some issues arose within that, but there was never an intention to hurt or annoy anybody. But it was always just to make sure we provided the best facility for the Wayans, and then it, it, it's there. Um, I mean, I've worked a lot with some columns. That's with Russian. Well, she's done and she's retired now. And it's what they've achieved is fantastic as yeah, well. And yeah. then you've you've got the youth club, as you say. You've got when we looked at doing something with the Royal College, which always comes up. 
um, we we spoke to all the community groups, yeah. uh, and it's amazing the number of different groups that are doing so much good. Like Steps, as mm-hmm. an example, as you know, yeah. you work and you, with them. But I was just going to say, you're a great advocate of Steps and the oh, work they I do. I mean, the, the mental health is such a big issue now, yeah. particularly what we've all come through with COVID. Uh, what they do and, and the, the counselling services they provide is, it's, 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 you know, and, and what, what works best do is now we prioritise those people that are going to make the biggest impact within the community, and, and we give them as much funding as we can avail. The more money we make out of the business, the more we can. Put into the community, it's a no, it's a profit, profit for purposes, yeah, yeah, is, you know, yeah, so you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. so we have to get the mix right, even within our, our team because you have people to employ as well. And workspace employs 170 people, there you go. Like, and I think that, uh, and that's amazing. And they have offices in all over Monaghan, all, all around, around yeah, Donegal, yeah, yeah, no, all these different places, uh, Lawrence, yeah, and that's a positive thing. And I think that even steps there, you know. Um, the work Karen puts on, they're probably at a level now, Lawrence, where they need to be sort of based and nearly yeah, need to be yeah. an identity, if that makes well, sense. We're, well, that's what we're working on at the moment, probably within this new building. This new, Brilliant. The, the hub, obviously, at, at Royal College didn't work out, so we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're redoing the, the library and, the, that's and, and that whole area for the... For the uh, what do you call it? The youth club. We're moving them more towards the school end, and, and we're mo- and building a building there that the school can use during the day, and the youth club can use at night. And, and that 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 front end will be an element there for steps. That's so, so they have a place, a base. I think because they're growing, Lawrence. You know that, and it takes a lot of work. And I think it's that stage to be maybe, you know, not saying professionalised. No. I don't want to use that word, but you know that someone's there all the time, front of house, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, no. Their sta- the, 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 standard of delivery is, is measured and it's fantastic. So so it's all there. They're doing. Their, they're ticking the right boxes on that side. It's it's actually giving them a base, and giving them. Brilliant. You'll know yourself. Uh, core funding is a big problem to survive massive, as a as a, as a as as any type of delivery mechanism, and that they 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 deliver, and, and they deserve it. You they know? deserve. And, and, and I think sometimes, Lawrence, a lot of them. What's wrong with uh, sometimes with rural people? We play on and play on, but maybe the city people are far more. Uh, what's the word? Not. I don't want to say more smarter, but they get more opportunity to sort of. Um, Get these places right, if that makes sense. Get aye, the core aye. staff on and get them working. I think I think the challenge I have in my own head, and I've spoke to uh, to Georgina, the chief executive of Workspace, is try and now coordinate over the next five years some of the core stuff we've already got in place, but pull it more together so they're all bouncing off each other and that we uh-huh. can make them all sustainable. Big challenge. Yeah, big challenge. That's a good idea, like, like under a roof of some kind. Aye, we're, go- we're definitely yeah. going to look at that, Paddy. There's no yeah. doubt about it. We have an interest There's in doing that. But brilliant. And, and I have an interest in it. It's brilliant. Sort of, it's one of the, my unfinished <laughs> Unfinished <work>. chapters. <laughs> Aye. And, uh, but that's brilliant. And so... There's no what I'm going to talk about now is um, your love of horses. All right. Uh, um, and uh, how did you know? I know that uh, um, that uh, I don't know much, but I know you've got uh, race horses and, and different things. And uh, knowing this podcast is out, uh, it'll be out after. I could give you all a big tip today <laughs> at one forty-five. I could name it for you, but by the time you get this, you'll, most people, Lawrence, will be ringing up to the bookies so down there. Here, I want to put a wee bet, <laughs> such and such. Be too late. Might be safer keeping them. <laughs> keep your money there yeah, for now. Yeah. So tell me how that came about, Lawrence. I was just at whenever we were growing up. Uh, the Irish News and the Daily Mirror were the two papers we had so I took an interest in betting on horses which is, I wouldn't recommend to anybody but I just that's the way I went at that time and we used to so I used to always an interest horse and then but 1998 or around that uh, I, I, I 
bought my first horse in, in, in Ireland and it was clean useless. <laughs> Is that the name of it? <laughs> well, it was, it was that bad. Eh? But Imagine I, calling a horse uh, clean useless and it no, won no, every no, race there was. No, no, I think there's a name in that. No, no, I think Michael gives me different names to name them, but uh, clean useless he hasn't got one yet. But they, no, so then I, 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 I got friendly with a David Barn in England and I just, he was a man I trusted and he he, we, he bought, he did the buying of the horse and so I always kept a horse or a race horse. So it actually stops me gambling. It sounds like a strange thing to say. So I don't gamble much. I get I gamble now and again, have a bet, but then it means I can go to the race and have a day out. And so, and the likes of, uh, for for the likes of you, Lawrence, where would where would what races like you know are we talking down Royal are we talking down uh, the Coral or where? Aye, uh, I'm actually going to the Coral tomorrow, which I'm really looking forward to. But Brilliant. No, I've, I've, um, John Burns told me years ago. He says your ambition, if you're going to have a horse, Lawrence, is to get it to run at the Coral. <laughs> so the day Hitchens won the Group Three at the Coral, yeah. he won the Group Three, uh, which is a fairly high standard. I nearly cried, and oh. the first one came in my head was John Boards. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> True story. Oh. Uh, it was. It, I had a great. Uh, I've won four races at the Curra. Hopefully, after tomorrow, it'll be five. Brilliant. Uh, um, but uh, and I've, I've actually Hitchens was a good horse. We ended up in Maidan out in Dubai, so we were in Dubai at the World Cup uh, with uh, shaking it up with the shakes. <laughs> so the shake. Had you to wear the the, the dude? No, no. You no, right couldn't to get anything to fit me. I was, I was, I was even thinner. <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, no. Oh, it was a great experience. Uh, Once, we, actually, when we looked around, myself and Paul Murphy sort of went, "Should we really be here?" Uh, but we but were that's there. That's a so great achievement, Lawrence. Aye, the horse aye. was just very good, and we were uh, lucky to own him. And, and it, but it was great fun. We actually did a couple of interviews for Radio Ulster, you know, where it was, <laughs> <laughs> which we were just made, made fun of it. But no, it was, uh, it was, it's, it's just an interest. It's, 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 it's like all interest. Uh, some people rally cars, and some people. I have no yeah. interest in. Yeah, as you can see from my clothes, I'm not uh, big into fashion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were. There. You're looking very fashionable. No, no so, so no. I just, uh, I, but it, it's, it's like all things in life that you have to. I treat it like a wee business, but it's just uh, my nature. I try yeah. and make it successful. Uh, and and did you got, only have one horse or a couple no, of D eight at the moment? Uh, so yeah. how does that all work? So say you, uh, if, if you just came along and it was just a young horse for anybody out there, right, they okay. wouldn't understand. Uh, so. You get the horse, you get it to the trainer, and at what age would it start no, to race? No, no, with the, what I do is I, I just, get the, the trainer goes to the sales and uh, buys on your behalf. Oh, so you Because you, you wouldn't, I don't have the, the ability to buy a horse. Say there, anyone would recognise what abilities you have. Uh, so David goes to the sales and he'll buy a yearling or something, and then the rider on it too. So brilliant. it's flat, uh, my horse are on the flat, and then you, you could generally get five or six years out of them if, if they're good, if they're no good. You move them on. Uh, would you sell it? You sell them on. Just and has there been uh, occasions uh, like uh, of people that have sold on a horse, and next thing it's just went one some big. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's not 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 that many to be fair, but unless you're, it's really what I do is what I do is I, I try to buy them from a trainer in England that I believe is not that strong, <laughs> and then we try to improve them, and that's what happened with Hitchens. We bought Hitchens for from a trainer who wanted to sell him, and the owner wanted to sell him. Like the trainer was reasonable, but he just happened to want this owner was wanted to to win a Group One. So there we, we bought him at 40 grand. He won 700, 600,000. Wow. Yes, he won a prize. Well, that's a pretty good investment, Lauren. Aye, but that's that's a good one. I'll, I'll not have time to bore you with the 10 battles. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I don't want to hear about that. The people don't want to hear about the battles. No, no. They want to hear about the good one. But overall, it's, it's a, a kind of a break-even type business. With uh, a, you know, it's a hobby, with, but a break-even business. Yeah, enjoyable. And, and so, so like, for, for now, Lawrence, for other people, like you mentioned uh, earlier on, Fair Play Day, about... Uh, other entrepreneurs in, yeah. in the area. Um, 
Would you have any advice, advice for young people in the area that maybe are thinking of starting their business or have just started a business or anybody out there in the world? Because at the end of the day, what we should have said earlier on was you took a business from uh, zero or not, as people say, right. till over 100 million turnover. Yeah. Um, amazing achievement and well done for that there. Like, there's no hiding from that there. And I'm, I'm, I suppose like a lot of things in life, um, you probably never have looked back to think, you know, that was a pretty good move there. That was a good success. <laughs> no, no, because people sometimes say to people that achieve things, they, they just play on and they don't savour in the moment where other people would say, you should savour in that moment there, you know, like your horse is just one stay drunk for a week. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and I have to be on Monday. To, there's a big <laughs> meeting. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about here? You know, and uh, like you should savour in it and, and like uh, it's a, a great achievement. So what would you say to young people out there that's coming at starting off, Lawrence, in, in this world now? Where uh, yeah, I suppose it's a very tricky one that it's something you get asked or something that, uh, uh, you know, I think about it. But I, I think the key thing is, um, Believe in yourself a bit, you know. You know, you know, and that's why I'm talking right back to Mrs. McKernan. Um, yeah. You have to, you have to have a certain belief that you can do. And, and if you can't do it, admit that too. You know, yeah. so, 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 look at what your strengths are is the first thing, and where your interests are. Because if you don't have a strength in it, and if you don't have an interest in it, you're better not going down that line. Uh, yeah. Um, and second thing then is it's a simple one. Just you have to bloody work hard at everything. Uh, it's, it, you do have to put in the hours. Like yeah. I. I did. I did stand in that pharmacy from eight in the morning to seven at night, and when yeah. the doorbell rang at half eight, I went down again. And even yeah. for a hair dye, I opened. Uh, I know, <laughs> we I got it done. Well, box of paracetamol there, please, uh, Lord. Know, uh, you know. But uh, so, so, so it's, no, I, there's no, there's no magic words I can give to anybody. There's, it's, you can go out and read all the books about all these different people of entrepreneurial. Locally, I think it's about. You know, get get advice. Even if you want to, if you're local and you want to come to me, I'll help you. I've, I've, we've started a new business just there recently. Myself and Barry Grant, a young lad from Riverside here, accountant. Um, it's sports recovery. Um, we haven't launched it yet. Brilliant. We've been. It's been in a year in the in the planning. Yeah, yeah. And, and Barry's working away in the background of it. I guarantee it'll be successful. There you I, go. I know it'll be successful. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and just there's one last wee thing I forgot to mention, Lawrence. Um, at the minute, I suppose, with COVID and all that there, yeah. I've never mentioned the word COVID on my podcast, but I will do you because you're a pharmacist and you know <laughs> okay. all about it. Uh, you actually, with uh, a microbiologist in Dublin, oh, yeah. are looking, it's another business you're looking at about uh, where outbreaks of bugs and stuff would happen in hospitals. Uh, it's uh, hosp hospital infection, hospital control area, yeah. Just uh, myself and Paul and, and, and uh, Lynn McGrath. Now we've, we've established a new company there in 2016. Um, Obviously, with COVID coming along, you couldn't have been in a better area. In terms That's of, what I yeah, thought. Like you know, quite you, a, did you hit the jackpot or just hit the wall flying? You know uh, what I, I, was? I don't know why that one ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said I'm lucky if I fell into a bucket or whatever. You come out <laughs> smelling of the great. other, but no, hey. it's it's a it, 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 again. We, we that was two to two years in the plan on that, but uh, that was me actually and Paul and Lynn will even say that it was me going. No, 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 we're not launching until we're ready. And uh, uh, but and she's very strong from a microbiology point of view, and she leads the company and makes it. Makes and is it that successful. something? 
something you picked up going on or listening to about what's going on in hospitals or, or uh, was it a conversation, you know, because no, you're a man who meet a lot of influential people, I suppose, all over the place when now. I, when I was 40, Paddy, I got bored with life in terms of pharmacy and I decided, like you were saying about challenges, I went in and worked in the health service in Northern Ireland for thinking I was going to change the world or attempt to change the world mm-hmm. as a, with a, bringing a business perspective to the health boards. Um, and I, I stuck at it for 14 years and I, I challenged a lot of people <laughs> with that. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't get anywhere. Uh, but look, it's proven, Lawrence, it needs to change now. Oh, why? Aye, aye. No, there was a lot. Of, I mean, you know, it's just, it's too laborious and it's too long-winded and making decisions. I, I would have loved, as chairman of the, some of my committees, just to actually get rid of the committee and bring one person with me and say, we're going to do that and let's move it on. But that's what you do in your own business. Yeah, but oh, you yeah. can't do it within... Within the, 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 the structures we've put in place in Northern Ireland. Too many webs, Lawrence. Too many so webs. A lot of different, and nobody definitively responsible. Everybody says, ah, oh, it's responsibility lies the minister, responsibility lies with the board, the, the department. So Nothing ever changes if somebody doesn't put the sleeves up, Lawrence, and do it. Not right. Aye, but it's going to take, it's going to take a lot, Paddy. And I, I, you know, I genuinely, I was 40 at the time. I was fairly energetic and fairly up for it. Um, and I did, I did, I did rattle a few cages. Uh-huh. And I did, I did help a lot. You know, I, I did help a lot with making sure funding that whatever funding was, was directed into Midulster. Yeah, that's you know, good. From an equity point of view, yeah. and I, I took that sort of stance for a while. But there were some regional things that I got involved in that I found just too difficult to, to and I didn't understand it fully either. And, and they, they speak a different language, which there's no need for. They just uh, get the language out of it. Uh, and you know yourself. Uh, you, it's you've all jargon. Uh, it's all jargon. Uh, it's all blabberish. You know. Sometimes you just need it. You know. This is, it. Uh, just this is the way it is. Uh, you know, I, I know that because I would have a. You know, with the thing with the pancreas, and then yeah. I would have a consultant, and he speaks. I've said it way back, and we like me and you, Chan yeah, yeah. he just speak ordinary, and he doesn't spend all these it's, it's, fancy it's, and words. And to be fair, it's it's, it's not the, the clinical practice people that are, that are using the jargon. It's, it's the commissioners and the and, aye, the, and the people. And the, because it's good up there to do that because they know that there's lots of cash for them, and and they can keep. It's, it's, I think it's to be fair. There's a lot of good people work with them, yeah. that, but it's just they've got them. Once you go in there, you just institutionalize. Uh, I think uh, the word uh, they used. Uh, the Shawshank effect. <laughs> uh, Shawshank effect. Uh, or what do you call a great escape? You're shaking the wee bit of dust uh, out, <laughs> trying to get out of it. I'm no. just shaking here, boss. <laughs> I'm still shaking, boss. Uh, so look, I picked up. You have a lot of drive and, uh, and and knowledge, and you've picked up lots of things over the years. So if we rewind it back, Lawrence, yeah. to when you were younger again, um, I know it's a, sort of a, yeah. a strange one. Uh, would you still be doing what you're doing? Do you think? Aye, totally. Um, there was a song of uh, it was the small faces. I think it was Rod Stewart. Anyway, I wish I knew what I knew now when I was younger. When but, I was younger, <laughs> I, I, I'm just glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you're better just making it up as you go along, uh, and you uh, get to the point where you need to be. Well, you know, sometimes uh, I'm sure you've felt us. Um, um, I was asked once way back in, in the, the past life of doing the festival, Lawrence and Radio, and this guy goes, uh, yeah. you're making this up as you go along. Yeah. And I goes, uh, well, see if I am. Nobody yeah. says I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that sort of method is, is maybe for everyone out there. No, no I, I think going back, Paddy, that's it. And as you get older, you go back more, and everybody does that, and you'll find that you're not my age yet, but another 10, <laughs> another ten years or so you'll be... <laughs> oh, but, I'm going back now. <laughs> no, but, but you, you do, you reminisce, and you think about th- the way things were, and sometimes yeah. you over-sentimentalise that, but it's, that, it's what made you. It's yeah, what, it's what we yeah. are, and what I mean—that growing up in there, you know, it, 
Draperstown at that time, you went into Draperstown, you had shops like Mara Henry's. Holy smoke, oh. Joe, that was a place to go in. If a you shop wanted, for everything. Oh, you wanted a yeah. fishing rod or if you. It's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, and the school bag, you oh, could school got, bag. You know. And then you had Fran Mulls, Vix Mulls. The people that was, the the they used to fix the school bag. Lovely smell of leather. You would probably mind the, the picture house in Draperstown. That was an, I was just sort of caught the end of that oh. one, but the picture well, house in, up in here. You'll like, be real interested in Ollie's podcast because he talks about it. I think Ollie used to put on the. He, he, brought, he brought on the third reel first sometimes <laughs> just to wind up the people that were on the previous He was night. telling me, Lawrence, that he was on the, there was a Western on and he uh, says it all set up. There was two reels uh, and next thing he says, uh, uh, I just put it on. I was, this is now. I was sitting there everything was good. And next thing you heard all these people bouncing the floor and, all, uh, and he says, James Cagney film come on. Uh, and there was a Western all this <laughs> and he says, I had to give everybody the money back. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, that was. But the, the, you know, there was. It was funny. T- the other thing is in Derbyshire when we were growing up, which is unusual now. There was seventeen pubs in know, the town. We're down to two or three. I know like, it's mad. Know. And sorry, the soccer thing we didn't mention, but just the pub league was something. That, that's that, a, that's worth mentioning. I'm just conscious of you. Aye, no, 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 but right. Well, go, just just Lawrence on that point. You were a great lover. Trooperstown Celtic, uh, yeah, you played yeah. on all, and uh, the the back in the day, the public. Uh, funny, uh, what what was you thinking back then, playing for Celtic, and was that something? Oh, to- was, when I was young, I, I, we played football all the time, me and Danny yeah. Patsy. So, and uh, if, if they wouldn't go out, I'd play on my own with the football. There I, you I go. just was always I was I watched young Benny Heron when he was growing up around the town, Brenton Heron, and he, he was the only one ever I seen walking around with a ball every time he seen him. That was me when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that to Brenton. He's turned into a very good footballer, uh. but. Uh, and, and I loved the soccer. And I loved the Gaelic. I was too I was too light, and so I wasn't strong enough in the Gaelic. But it, it, I actually ended up winning championship medals in Gaelic. There you go. And a reserve championship, which I was very proud of. And uh, but we the, the, the soccer. I just wanted to play, and I used to we used to go past Billy Cassidy's field as was at the Tumble Road that thing. That's where the Drivers and Celtic played. We, oh, go, I didn't we, know we went down to Patsy and watched the matches. We get all excited. Oh, this way. I Paddy McDade one time. I remember I ran and got the ball, and he tapped me in the head and said, "Thank you very much." That was like a real. Uh, you felt that you were giving he's the big boy he was, he was the Derry City man he was running the <laughs> he team was tough, at the back he uh, was tough uh, and then I, got, I started playing 80 Big Jody God rest him was a great character Big Jody oh, that's so uh, my love of soccer and love of the Everson Celtic came from Jody to be fair um, he was just a great character so then we had a good I took over the team when I was 25 or so and ran it for 10 years you did alright well 6 or 7 years we were quite successful yeah. rather than playing I used to have boys on playing who weren't as good as me, and I was. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but but I, I started that public. Believe it, I started that public on my own. I refereed all the matches and played on it. It so was that, brilliant. That was dangerous. I, I think I played on your team. Uh, that was a dangerous uh, occupation. Uh, uh, but then was. we got. We, but then, but it got to a stage where we had, we had fourteen teams. Aye, but it got to a stage too. Did you feel, Lawrence, that there were, there were people landing with county players? Oh, and I know. Teams that got a bit. Uh, we had to change the rules at that uh, stage. It got a wee bit. Oh, I because the, the first one there was guys standing with cans of beer, fags. <laughs> they're coming on playing. I, I, was, refereeing, uh, I was refereeing McCall's this one Sunday, and uh, I'll not name the fella, but he, he came running onto the pitch. He, he was sub, and he came on, and he was wobbling all over the place. <laughs> so I went over to Davy Doyle, he was the captain. I think I said, Get that man off. <laughs> and he said, uh, We always walked over and walked over to the character, and he said, Look, I said, look just you can play the next match. You know, I was trying to be <laughs> diplomatic. He says, What's wrong with you, Lawrence? And I says, Why? He says, It's a pub league. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
I thought, fair point. <laughs> Everybody half drunk, but uh, but he was better going up. Uh, no, it, it, but it, it, and actually, looking back on it now, it was it was very very funny. Everybody it. enjoyed it. It was a great camaraderie and it was great energy for the pubs. It, like oh, the pubs sure. are all packed. You know, those are oh. playing both teams. You know, I think the way it worked, you play. You went to one pub and then the next time you went to the other pub and, and it meant that there was a uh, mixture of I mean, where people uh, people as you know within the parish were very parochial. So you you know we, we're going up to play six towns or, or playing six towns in the field and then heading up to six towns the Shepherd's Red. That's brilliant. Bit of crack with Brent and Nilly and Joe uh, Knight. It was know. good, like. It was fun, and, uh, and, and uh, trying to beat each other, like, <laughs> you know, but it was, it was, it, it, it was very funny. There was one of the things that, uh, that Mickey Laws tells the story of the public, um, God rest Lawrence Grigg and I, I, lo- I always loved Lawrence Grigg and me and him always fell out every time we met in a bar, but we just carrying on, like, and, uh, the West, as they called themselves, Karen and Money, even though they're out of Charlie's. You couldn't get the, the Money, you would call themselves Money, uh, but this was the West. The West Bank. West, <laughs> we called the West Karen and Money, where the West were playing, and uh, Lawrence was, was coaching from along the side, and Pelly was playing John Scullion, uh, and uh, every time the ball went back to Pelly, he was playing the back. Uh, Lawrence would shout, Linger, Pelly, Linger! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Mickey Law's sister, Rory McCallion, says, Lynch, what would that, I've never heard that word before. Uh, Rory McCallion says, I think it means to strike the ball with great force in a forward direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my story of the public. Oh, brilliant. It made me laugh always. Oh, brilliant. Well, Lawrence, you're okay. a great guest. Thank uh, you. I think, uh, I hope I've covered everything. I probably haven't because you're a, a very uh, successful man. There's probably stuff I left out. Thank you for coming on to Small but Massive Podcast. And uh, as I say, once it's all done, uh, I'll give it, send it over to you. And uh, I wish you well today with your horse. Aye, that's and good. Uh, just don't be betting on it, people, because it will <laughs> be a week late. And, uh, and actually, we've got a tip for tomorrow at the Cora, but it'll be too late for that's that. Too late for that. That, one, that, that one should win, I hope. Anyway. Uh, so we're not going to tell you the name of it, no. just in case you would, you know, want to be putting any cash on no. when the thing's not on. But Lawrence, thank you very much for coming. Thanks, Tierney. Thanks for every Kayling, Zella, and, and Nathan in the room. And, uh, no, get, no, get, I think, and I, I just, for my point, of you, Paddy. Thank you for doing this. I think it's, you know, it's. My, my, I don't know if it's any value in the long run, but I do believe it's a value. The people that you've described, that you've spoke to, like Anne McAllister and and Ollie, and that that's it's brilliant to capture that. And fair play to you for doing this. And I hope it works. And I hope years to come when we're all dead and bright, people uh, sort of go, "Holy God, that was that I was, think, that was uh, worth well, to put that down the record." I, I thank you very much, Lawrence. I suppose it's like anything. We're just trying to do our best to keep it going, and uh, I'll probably chat to leading business members in the community to help me along with that. Uh, down the know, line. <laughs> No so problem. give All yourselves right. a round of applause, Lawrence. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.